0: She's
1: a small wonder I'd like you both to meet Vicky.
0: a child
2: unlike other girls And That's a real kid right
1: no no it's a robot made of plastic
0: microchips
1: here and there My voice input child identicant I, I pronounce it Vicky. <laughs>
3: everybody, Angela Bowen here, the host of She's a Small Wonder, a Small Wonder podcast. Well today, I am bringing to you the second episode of 2022 of the coverage of the season two of Small Wonder. And I am bringing to you the first episode of January, first episode of a new year, 1987, season two, episode 14, moving up which aired January 10th, 1987. Yes, between episode 13 and 14, there was a month-long break between those two episodes. In this episode, Ted is offered a new job in Massachusetts, and this has got an 8.1 out of 10, based on 14 ratings. Let's see, we got the... Oh, god, Brandon, ugh. We just had him the last episode. We got to deal with his ass again? Great. So we also have Brian Moore as Mr. Marchand and Sarah Marshall as Mrs. Marchand. I'm sure I've heard Mr. Nelson. Hey, Reggie's back. We haven't seen him in a bit. Paul C. Scott. All right, this episode was directed by Bob Claver. Writers Jerry Ross, Howard leads the creator, Warren S. Murray. We see where the character Warren got that name, right? And Bruce Kane, executive story editor... Same as Warren here. All right. Do we have any trivia? Of course we don't. When do we ever have trivia for the show? And of course, we hardly ever have user reviews. So, yeah. What's the housekeeping on that? So, if you're new to the podcast, I want to say welcome and to tell you where you can find the podcast on social media. It does have its own Facebook page. She's a Small Wonder, a Small Wonder podcast. And also, you will find all the episodes from season one up until the halfway point here of season two on the Looking Back on My Wonder Years, a Wonder Years podcast. So if you're looking, where can I find other episodes? Go to iTunes, look Looking back on my Wonder Years, a Wonder Years podcast, you'll find all six seasons of the Wonder Years. You'll find episodes of Mister Belvedere from season one, since it was only like six episodes. A lot of season two, some season three, season four, and then maybe one or two episodes of season five or six. I think there those two were particularly dealing with Wesley and his dog Spot. So. Also, I do movie reviews. I just uploaded the Back to the Future movie review, which is over four hours long. So, (laughs) enjoy that. I had a fun time reviewing that podcast. So, this month, um, I'm still deciding what episode I do or what movie I want to review this month. So, I'm thinking, I am... I want I kind of want to use something romance a little bit. So I'm thinking either either well if I do Pretty Woman, you know I got to do Runaway Bride because that's a that's a double feature right there. Or I could do which isn't really considered a romance film, but I could cover Where the Heart Is cuz I love that movie. I could cover Sandra Bullock's Hope Floats. There's a couple, if, you know, you like any of those ideas, then just give me a heads up and I will. Now, if I did Pretty Woman this month, then that means in March I would do Runaway Bride. I'll do my Richard Gere, Julia Roberts double feature kind of thing. I wanted to go for something light, you know, since starting this month. You know in january starting the year i did the Battle of the future one since in december i did stepmom and that was a sad movie and i do have the uh the trilogy one sometime in the future i want to get to call this a sad title title series the mom dies in this one so i'll be covering your typical beaches steel magnolias terms of endearment but you know if i cover terms of endearment i gotta cover the evening star so because that is a sequel but uh yeah it's all kind of up in the air i will make my decision or if you guys want to make the decision for me for february just uh message me at lbomwinteryearspodcast at gmail.com let's get into moving up now as you know in the show they don't move they don't so they stay right there. Oh, God. Why couldn't the Brindles just leave? I swear there's an episode in season three or four where, like, Ted tries to convince the Brindles to move. So, all right. Let's jump into moving up, like I said. Moving up, not moving in. <laughs> so, Joan is on the phone. This is how we enter the episode in the kitchen she's on the phone and here comes ted and he just looks so he he has a look of anger that he gets when jamie fucks up with something and it's like he has that same look with his wife i'm like whoa joan um (laughs) this makes me nervous but he's like what did i say about using the phone well are you trying to get on the internet is it the 90s you got that dial up internet? You don't? Then why the hell can't you be on the phone? Fo- oh, he's waiting for a call. That's why. I forgot about that. They don't have a call waiting. It's 87, everybody. Now, she's talking to one of her girlfriends, you know, Natalie. Like, oh, Natalie, I gotta go. The Ayatollah just walked in. Whoever that is. <laughs> so let's see what's up his ass exactly and why. They get off the fucking road. Didn't I tell you not to be on the phone? <laughs> Okay,
2: I got that, Natalie. Uh, six eggs
0: dropped.
2: What did I oh, say
0: about
1: using the recipe. phone?
2: <laughs> Gotta go, Natalie. The ayatollah just came in. <laughs> she insisted on giving me this recipe.
1: Please try and stay off the phone today. You know, they promised they'd call if I got that new job at Robodyne International.
2: Sorry, honey.
1: Just think, I'll be vice president of research of one of the largest robotics companies in the country. And, of course, that'll mean more money, bigger house, membership in the country club.
2: Also means we'll have to move to Massachusetts. Yeah. From I'll California. have to touch clams. No, you won't. <laughs>
4: Mom, is it okay if I invite Reggie over for a while? Sure.
1: Don't, don't touch your phone.
4: <laughs> what am I supposed to get Reggie? With smoke signals?
2: <laughs>
1: I'm sorry, <coughs> waiting for that call, I guess, is making me a little crazy.
2: You Honey, you've got to get your mind off of it. Why don't you go work on that experiment with Vicki that you've been wanting to do?
1: That's a good idea. Come on, Jamie. This will be interesting.
3: So, yeah, she's trying to get a recipe from her friend Natalie. And then she hangs up the phone. And Ted is just like, honey, I told you I can't have you on the phone today. I'm waiting for a very important call. And he says he could be the, I'd say, like, vice president or some, yeah, some form of, like, really high-up position for, like, department of research for this robotics company in Massachusetts well the thing is before he even says basically that it's in a completely other state he's talking about uh, country club new house big office and all that jazz and then Joan is like yeah but you forget to mention that we would have to move to Massachusetts they clearly they live in California you see UCLA shit all over Jamie's room so, yeah, and here comes Jamie, like, hey, can I invite Reggie over to hang out with me? And Ted's like, yeah, sure, son, that's fine. So he goes to grab the phone, and Ted's like, don't touch that phone! And Jamie, like, like, almost like his hands were on fire, ah! Uh, and, you know, is like, I'm just, I'm nervous, you know, waiting for this call, to find out whether I get this job or not. And, she, like, I don't see one. You know, he would have job offers up the ass if he let the world know about Vicki. He... Oh my goodness. Um, so... Joan suggests like, honey, why don't you... You're so tense right now just stressing about this and worrying about it and just your mind... You, get, you need to get your mind on something else for a smidge. How about work on that experiment with Vicki that you've been wanting to do? So... Ted's like alright hey Jamie you want to watch me uh, do this experiment with Vicky and when they go up to Jamie's room Ted mentions that Vicky's been with them an entire year and he says I want to see like I without any new adjustments to Vicky how much she has retained in a year so yeah that'd be kind of cool just you know basically what's stored in her memory bank Uh, He says, I want to see how she functions without any new, you know, making any adjustments. Just basically going based off what's in her memory bank. Looks like Jamie's been to Disneyland because he's got a goofy hat hanging on his wall. And Jamie is the like, you're not going to tell her what to do after only one year? I'm 12 and you're still telling me what to do every day for the last... well, that's because you're his kid. He created you with DNA. Granted, he created Vicky with, you know, parts and whatnot, but even still, she's a robot. You're a kid. You could go out and become a productive member of society. Vicky can't do that. Well, maybe she'd be better off. She'd have a better chance than G jam- I don't know. Let's find out.
4: What sort of experiment are you going to do with Vicky,
1: dad? Well, now that she's been with us a whole year, I want to see how she functions without any new programming. Just what's already in her memory bank.
4: You're not going to tell her what to do after only one year. That's right. I've been here twelve years and you still tell me what to do.
1: (laughs) Now, don't say anything to her. Let's just see how she does, okay? Good morning. Look at that. It's working already. See, she's drawing on past experience, right? Good morning, Vicky. For the next 24 hours, you are completely on your own. You can do whatever you want. Get the picture?
4: Got the picture on my own. Totally awesome.
0: <laughs>
4: awesome? You said it. So did you three weeks ago when Reggie showed you a Playboy magazine.
0: <laughs>
1: a Playboy magazine?
4: There was an interesting with
0: Henry
3: Kissinger. Yes. I'm sure it was naked. So, all Ted does is open Vicky's cabinet. She comes right on out and says, good morning. And Ted is like, hey, Jamie, see, I didn't even have to instruct her. She came right out. She's going based on, you know, her muscle memory. And, or going based on past experiences. And Ted says, you know, Vicki, for 24 hours, I am not gonna tell you what to do. You're pretty much on your own. You're complete, independently independent. And, of course, she's she repeats that and says, totally awesome. And Jamie's like, totally awesome. Like, she? And she says, just like when Reggie showed you that Playboy magazine. And Ted just looks at Jamie like, oh, Playboy magazine, huh? And Jamie's like, uh, yeah, there was a really great article on Henry Kissinger. Uh sure. Was he naked? <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I don't even know. What does Henry Kissinger even look like? Is he a football player? I don't know what he is. He's he's a person. <laughs> so Yeah. And the fact that it's like I thought for sure like Tim was like, Hmm, Playboy. Okay. Like, it's something we, <laughs> like, he's going to admit himself. So, yeah, I looked at Playboy when I was your age. All they had were articles. <laughs> okay, so I think he's going to show Joan just how well-established Vicky is.
2: Good morning. Good morning, Vicky.
1: Hi. What are you making?
2: Your favorite pineapple upside-down cake. Okay? I nice. will help you. Well, thanks, Vicky. Oh no.
4: Upside down cake. Thanks a lot. Anytime. I'll get it!
1: Oh my God, I hope that's a job. Hello. This is Ted Lawson. Yes. Oh. Hello. Yes. Be cool, man. Yes? They were? I did! Shh. That's great. That is really great. I mean, that's a uh, wonderful news. Did they give news.
0: him thank the job?
1: <laughs> yes, we'd be delighted to meet them. Tonight would be fine. Yes. Yes, thank oh, you. Oh, going
3: to meet people.
1: Glad to be aboard. Right.
3: <laughs> honey, I got it! I got the job! I got the job! I got the job! <laughs> Did he really? Did he say you got the
0: job?
1: Happy, honey?
2: Oh, Ted, I'm happy if you're happy.
1: The president and his wife want to stop by tonight.
4: What? Ronnie and Nancy are coming here. <laughs> oh, and Nancy.
1: No, no, the president of the company. He's in town for a fundraising dinner, and he wants to meet us.
4: What's the- all the yelling about? He got the job! He got the job! <laughs>
1: Ew! Happy, honey? Yeah! Isn't that great? And we'll be moving to Massachusetts.
4: I know. Who wants to move to a place I can't even spell?
0: Massachusetts.
4: M-A-S-S-A-C-H-U-S-E-T-T-S. Zip code 1001 zero two seven nine one. Mail early for Christmas, and be sure to affix the correct postage.
2: <laughs> Who asked you?
1: Hey, what's wrong with him? I thought he'd be thrilled about the whole thing.
2: Ted, he's only 12. The thought of being suddenly uprooted and leaving all of his friends is very difficult for him. For us.
1: Now, wait a minute, honey. Don't don't tell me you're having second thoughts, too. (laughs) It is a big move. Honey, there are guys that would kill for this job. I'd be crazy not to take it. You understand that, don't you?
3: Yes, of course. Yeah,
1: I know you (laughs) would.
3: That can be nerve-wracking, though. I mean, when you go for an interview for a job that, especially a job you really want... And finding out, you know, hey, we'll let you know later. You would be on pins and needles. Waiting for that call. Not being able to think about anything else. No distraction would be big enough to pull you away from your thoughts on the idea of getting a job that you want. You know, waiting for that call. Just a yay or a nay, basically. Phone rings. Ted jumps on it. And he... He does rein himself in. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Really? You do? Awesome. So, it turns out, the president, not Ronnie and Nancy, not the president of the United States and the First Lady, but the president of the robotics company and his wife are in town for a fundraiser or a gala or something. And they want to, you know, they want to, apparently they haven't met Ted yet, so... I guess they're just going to stop by and see. So, yeah, he did get the job, which is awesome. And the thing is, of course, you know, Joan already knew about it, and so did Jamie. That's not something that you go, I, I haven't got the job. I'll just wait and see. But especially if the job is out of state, and you have to pretty much... They'd have to sell their house. They'd have to find a place to live in Massachusetts. It would be a big, big step, especially if the housing market isn't that great. And you got you're sitting on your house, you're still paying for. It. So, he he's like, hey Jamie, guess what? I got the job. Well, after you know, before he was hugging Joan, swinging her around, kissing her, and of course, Vicky sees this and swings Jamie around and kisses him right on the lips. Ooh, and it's gross. Um, and he's like, hey, Jamie, guess what? I got the job. And he's like, oh, yeah, great. Dad, yeah, that's awesome. And he leaves. And Ted's like, wow, I thought he'd be more excited. And Joan voices her opinion about that. It's like, well, honey, he's 12. If you had to leave all your friends behind and the only life you've ever known, you'd probably feel that that was a, you know, a lot to take in. And it's not something that you could just sit with overnight and be fine about the next day. You know, I mean, my goodness. <laughs> Maybe if he were three, it'd probably be easier. It was, you know, it's like Jamie's... Well, although, a bonus, they wouldn't be living nuts to the Brindles anymore, so that would be a plus. <laughs> but it just, oh, it makes me nervous. The fact that the president and his wife are gonna be stopping by the Lawsons, and we know since Vicky, 24 hours of her just doing her own thing, that is gonna backfire, because a lot of the time... Whether it's something that's said to Vicky and she either repeats it or she accident you know, something like that, a gesture, uh, a word, just something somebody said, it, it ends up backfiring and I definitely see that Ted's gonna wind up not getting I mean, if this is the president, he can really well, look, I know they offered you the job but I don't feel you're right for this company I don't feel comfortable, you know, that kind of thing I just, I feel like this is gonna blow up in their face Granted, Joan and Jamie will be cool with it since uh, they don't really want to move to Massachusetts Even Jamie's like, why would I want to move to a state I can't even spell and Joan thinks, well, I'm gonna have to dig clams or blah, 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 it's like I love how no one thought, like, oh, um, we'd have to go from a warm climate, you know, the state of California, I'm sure they've never gotten snow. Well, and they're in UCLA, I don't know where in in, uh, California that is, but, um, moving to Massachusetts that has snow, I mean, my goodness, (laughs) that's an adjustment in itself, and not to mention... Massachusetts is, like, on the other side of the United States of America. That's a haul. And just everything they would have to do in order to... I think you need at least a few months to get things wrapped up where you're at and be able to fly out and find either a house or an apartment to start out with for your new life. But he says, hey, we can get a bigger house. We'll, you know, I. Can. Oh, yeah, he mentions the country club, too. Which would be another big thing. He wouldn't be working with Brandon. He wouldn't be working with Brandon Brindle. He wouldn't be living next door to him. We could get rid of Harriet because she wouldn't be moving with us, thank the Lord. So, yeah. Dude, you ain't going to get any sex from Joan tonight. I'm telling you. I mean, she's happy that you got the job, just the matter of what it means. Like, I'm not going to be, like, jumping your bones just because you want to have, uh... I got the job sex, or whatever. So, uh, yeah. Everyone's gonna need time to adjust to this. I mean, if it were just Ted by himself, he'd be out on a plane the next day. He'd be driving out there the very next day. So, Jamie, of course, and the thing is, with this, the lighting, and I get it, because of the, the scene that they're doing here, with Jamie sitting in a chair by his desk, and he's like, I've never been so low in my life, and... Vicky picks the chair up that he's sitting in. Oh I mean, they're very bright. Whatever they have in that room to set up for the CGI or whatever they're using for this scene. It just this room is really, really brightened for some. And here's another thing. Jamie's 12. Can we get rid of whatever this like stuffed nutcracker? Some other a, a stuffed bear on a desk? a a truck, just a lot of this shit is just, it's, for an eight-year-old, I wouldn't even say, I'd say six, get some of this crap out of here, it's like, are you (laughs) trying, that he's still into, like, baby toys, but he's also got a poster of a hang glider and a UCLA pennant? I don't know. And I gotta say another thing, there's that rainbow bag of both Punky Brewster and Ricky Stratton from Silver Spoons. Have. It's the same one where it's like red and then it's like got the stripes. It's almost like fruit Stripe gum. or No, lifesavers. Like a lifesaver, but it's like in bag form because it's got like the rainbow stripes. And like, I've seen this on both those other shows. So I'm trying to think. This is an NBC show, right? I think. Do the, all the kids gotta have that rainbow color bag? <laughs> My whole life, I've never been this low.
4: Really? Now you higher. Put me down, Vicky. No, I'm on my own today. Oh, shit.
0: Man, you heard down. me. Put
4: me down or I'll rewire your ears and you'll hear through your nose. But the picture... Hi, guys. What you doing? I'm sulking and wallowing in self-pity. What are you talking about? I, I don't, don't want revert. to move away. What? I hope I didn't hear you right. He'll rewire your ears, and you'll hear it through your nose. <laughs> <laughs> My father got a new job, Harriet. He's going to make me go. Oh, he can't. We never get married. You've already never out the dress. going to get married, girl. It better be black. <laughs> if I married you, you'd be a wife and a widow on the same day.
0: <laughs>
4: this is just like Romeo and Juliet. It's really not. Their young love was torn asunder and never consummated. <laughs> the word consummated is not in my vocabulary. What does it mean? Oh, it means I'm not sure, but I think it's something they do in Texas. Oh, is it now? Thank you. I heard Sue Ellen talking about it to JR. Oh,
3: Dallas. <coughs> so, yeah, he she lifts him up in the chair and he's like, come on, Vicky, put me down. It's not like he's, this isn't season one he's like, Vicky, put me down. No, it's like, Vicky, please, put me down. She's like, no, I'm on my own. And he's like, look. Put me down, or I'll rewire your ear circuits so you're hearing out of your nose. So she's like, okay, I get it. And then she puts him down, and here comes Harriet popping up in the window. And she's like, what's up? What's going on? And he says, I'm wallowing and sulking and just suffering. I'm just in self-pity mode right now. And he says, yeah, we're moving. He doesn't say we're moving to Massachusetts. He just says we're moving my dad my dad got a new job and of course harry's like oh my gosh we won't be able to get married i already picked out the dress and jamie's like well it better be a black one because they were gonna be a (laughs) a bride and a a wife and a widow in the same day (laughs) and she mentions consummate which we all know which may be your um what's the word uniting a union of two people coming together and basically consummating having sex. And, of course, Vicky's like, that's not in my memory bank. What does consummate mean? And, of course, Harriet says, oh, I think it's something they do in Texas. I heard it from J.R. and Sue Ellen, so she watches Dallas. It's just as well. <laughs> Imagine they trying to come up with another way to what uh, consummate means coming together sexually for the first time so of course since Joan's feeling uber poopy about this whole Ted got the job thing she was like oh my gosh, she's gonna want to have sex tonight and I'm just not in the mood I can't even fake my period (laughs) to get out of it Probably figures like, "Hey, Jamie's miserable. I'm miserable. I'll hang up here with, hang out here with him, and we can both be miserable about this thing." So, yeah, she sees Harriet hanging out in the window. Never once does anyone. When well, the thing is, when Harriet pops in the window, she doesn't have any idea. She's always got her ear to that kitchen door. I'm surprised she hasn't heard. I mean, Ty was like, oh my gosh, I got the job, I got the job! And, and Harry was, uh, for one, for once, she was not hanging outside that kitchen door. Like, on the outside of the house, listening. You don't even got her ear up to that door about any other time, but, okay. So let's see how this is gonna go. I think once at least someone has mentioned Harry as not, it's rude to eavesdrop or to be in someone's window or something. Can I come
2: in? I just have a hacking
3: call. Oh, hello Harriet.
2: Hi Mrs. Lawson.
4: <laughs> Jamie just told me about the tragic possibility that you might not become my mother-in-law.
0: <laughs> well,
4: I'm
2: strong, I'll try to live with it. Yeah, well, I... If you don't mind, Harriet, I have to talk to Jamie. Oh, I don't mind. Get the hell
3: out of here, John. <laughs> <laughs> Privately, go away. I think I'll go now and say Faith. <laughs> Good.
4: Vicki, I know you're on your own, but where are you going? I have no idea. <laughs>
0: it's
3: been a rough... So, yeah. <laughs> Harry is like, oh, I won't be, you won't be my mother-in-law. And Joan's like, yeah, I'm sure I'll get over it. Can you please... Bamus, so I can speak to Jamie. Like, I need to speak to Jamie. She's like, oh, yeah, I don't mind. Okay, thank you. So we do have a surfboard, so it seems like, what the hell is that thing? What is that thing? Is that a football inside of plastic something or other? I don't know. But, so, Harriet will not take no for an answer, and here comes Vicky, just like, okay, let's just draw the shade down. She's like, okay, I'll go. Like, Really, I thought I would have. I would have slammed that window shut on her. Like, get out! I don't care if you fall down the ladder you climbed up. So, Vicky leaves, and Joan's like, Vicky, I know you're on your own, but where are you going? And Vicky says, I have no idea. I'm, uh, pff, who know Maybe she's going to go clean the bathroom or something. <laughs> and Joan says, You know, it's pretty rotten news that we received, huh? That's really. Ugh. Okay, oh, that's, it's a baseball mitt inside, I don't know, what the hell that thing's supposed to be. Jamie says, look, Mom, I know I'm just a kid and no one listens to kids, but I really, this kid really does not want to move to Massachusetts. And she says, you know, it can be a new adventure. It's like, yeah, that's kind of how I, I I tried to look, like, oh, it's a new adventure, us moving from Michigan to Texas. And let's just say last year was an adventure. (sighs) Huh. Um, (laughs) but the whole winter thing that happened, um, but I mean, you look at it as an opportunity for, for change to, you know, get out of the, when you're doing the same thing all the time and that can be repetitive and can get old and it's just, I mean, I'm not calling that a rut or anything, but sometimes it's like. There's a reason why things happen and why you don't know, you end up moving to another state and having to start a new life or a new chapter in your life and Jamie says, well mom do you want to go and she's like well yes and no I'm like yes in a way that she wants to support her husband but no she doesn't want to leave everything she's I mean we don't know if if maybe they both li- Ted and Joan lived in California their whole lives and they met during college or what have you so that would be hard too she'd have to make new friends and you know keep a new house and well i don't think vicky would have to take any adjusting to massachusetts i get the feeling that they're gonna cook up a way to make it so ted doesn't get the job either that or i think it's Vicky's gonna do say or do something that is gonna mess this up it's been a rough day hasn't it yeah
4: Mom, I know I'm just a kid, and nobody ever listens to kids, but this
2: kid really doesn't want to move. Honey, you know, it can be a new adventure. Do you want to go? Well, yes and no. (laughs) But what's good for your father is good for us, and he'd be very disappointed if he couldn't take this job. Do you understand why we have to go? I guess so. Do you feel better about it now? Nope. Neither do
3: I. (laughs) So here's where Ted's little, uh, thing here has backfired already because, or his little test, project, whatever you want to call it with Vicky. Because she comes up while he's on the computer and he says, Vicky, put on some coffee. She says, no, I'm on my own today. Like, okay, Ted, you need to shut that down for this day and get, yeah. Because this is just gonna backfire on so many levels, and he's, he can't believe what he's hearing. No, well I put you together and I can take you apart again. I'm like, did you forget that you told her that for 24 hours she basically doesn't have to listen to your demands or any or commands or anything? What well, I mean, hello, I mean you don't threaten her. Just say, look, Vicky, I know I said what I said, but I. We need to not do that for today. Let's put a pin in that, do it another time, but I really need your help.
1: <laughs> Vicki, I put on some coffee.
4: No, I'm on my own today.
0: <laughs>
1: no. You know, I put you together, and I can take you right apart again.
4: I think I'll go now and save face.
2: <laughs> Ted?
1: Well, hi. So did you two have a nice, positive talk? Yeah, we don't
2: want to yes, move. Yes, we're both positive. We don't want to move. Really? <clears throat> but but we will.
1: No. No? Not if it's going to make you that unhappy. We're not going.
2: Well, look. Hey, honey, hey, I... hey,
1: hey, hey! It's okay. You know there are a lot worse things than so, going through life, sitting on the sidelines, watching the other guys move up and get rich, and yeah, become he's yuppies.
0: Gonna them. <laughs> <laughs> What's
2: a yuppie? Someone who eats sushi and drives a Mercedes.
1: With Massachusetts license plates. Well, I guess i better let him know.
2: Ted, no. No, 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 we're going. I can't wait to get out in that New England snow. I look terrific in white. Yeah, Yeah, I've always wondered what it'd be like
4: to have my toes freeze and break off. You
1: two, you two are the greatest. You know that? You have made me very happy. And you're going to love Massachusetts. Yeah, we're going to love
3: Massachusetts. So it looked like at first, like, he was actually taking their feelings into consideration because this is a big, big step. And if not everyone's on board, I don't know. What they could say? What were they, what could they say? Like, well, you go to Massachusetts and we'll still be married, but we're, Jamie and I will stay here, and then we'll send Jamie during the summer to visit you in Massachusetts, or something to that effect, (laughs) I don't know how that, so it, it seemed like, yeah, at first, he was accepting their, feel, like, their feelings, taking that into consideration, but then he starts guilting them, like, I mean, this is such a great job, you know, and the pay and everything, and I could be a yuppie, and, and, and Jamie's like, what's a yuppie? And Joan says, a yuppie is someone who eats sushi and drives a Mercedes. And Ted says, yeah, with Massachusetts license plates. Uh, It's like, he picks up the phone, and it's just like, yeah, and he's just making a big deal. It just, it seemed like he was guilting them after, instead of, Taking their feelings really into consideration. I was like, well, you know, this is a big job. It can be more money. This is something I've always wanted to do. But you don't want to go, and I'm not going to force you. So just call them and tell them I I can't take the job. And Joan all but yanks that phone out of Ted's hand and says, no, no, we want to go. We want to go to Massachusetts. I can't wait to get in the snow. I mean, I look great in white. And Jamie's like, yeah, I mean, I've always wondered what it would feel like to have my toes freeze and fall off. And they're like, oh. And Ted hugs them. I'm like, yeah, we wouldn't go to Massachusetts. Ugh. Oh, my God. I When Vicky was talking about Massachusetts and, like, the um, the zip code and stuff, I thought she was going to say, like, what the current population was in 1987 of those uh, the population of Massachusetts, and she didn't. I am like, well, that could have been... so I thought she was going to go even farther, like, Massachusetts was founded in this year... This is how many people currently in 1987 live in Massachusetts. But no, she didn't do that. Okay, now we got Reggie. He's hanging out with Jamie. Poor Reggie's got a long sad face. Like, oh, my best buddy's moving away. I mean, Jamie got rid of that Elvin doll. I haven't seen that in ages unless the way that the the camera's positioned by the bed, we're just not seeing the Elvin doll because that was a Big, prominent thing for pretty much all of season one. Maybe in early season two, but I don't see it anymore. I'm
2: sure gonna miss you, Jamie. I wish you would have to move. Me too, Reg.
4: Yeah, I don't have any other friends, but too. What Did Mom send know? that for us, Vicky? No, I'm on my own today. This is what she does when we have guests. He's a guest. Great, let's have them. What are they?
0: What the <laughs> you just threw them at them. What are they? I'm not too sure I'm going to miss your sister. <laughs> hey,
4: <laughs> since You're I can won't be you? here anymore, how about I give you something real special to remember me by? Oh, let's see just name one. it. It's yours. Hmm. Is that How about the surfboard? Name something else. <laughs>
3: Some friend. Yeah, you're not oh, going to need that, Massachusetts.
4: I'm not planning on having a good time in Massachusetts anyway. Have fun with it, all
0: buddy.
1: Hold set.
3: Uh-huh. So, okay, little sausages, that's what Vicky brought up to Reggie. And, like, you know, since he's a guest, here you go. And she, like, practically throws the plate at Reggie. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, he's you know, we're gonna miss each other. Like, man, I wish you weren't moving. I'm gonna miss you. You're, like, basically my only friend. Um, <laughs> Jamie's thinking that. And, yeah, he says, well, I want to give you something to remember me by. Anything in this room, you name it. Reggie's like, well, I'll take your surfboard. And Jamie says, pick something else. And Reggie's like, yeah, some friend you are. I'm thinking, I don't think, you, I don't know if they surf. Do they surf in Massachusetts? They got all that water. But, Jamie's like, I'm not planning on having a good time in Massachusetts, so take it. <laughs> this is, I swear, that is the first. It's been a bit since we've been in Jamie's room, and I think that's the first time I've ever seen that, that surfboard, that blue surfboard. I mean, that thing stands out because it was leaning right on the right side of the frame of that window. So, otherwise, we would have seen it. <laughs> so, Ted's down in the kitchen making sure she's making all the yummy hors d'oeuvres for... Mr. and Mrs. President of the Robotics Company in Massachusetts.
1: <laughs> All set?
2: Uh-huh.
1: Orders for the Marchands?
2: Yeah, more Marchand? sausages.
1: I don't know, honey. The name Marchand doesn't seem to go with weenie. <laughs>
2: they aren't weenies. They're French delicacies. Oh. And you're in my way?
1: Well, honey, I just want everything to be perfect for them. You know, you're going to be a lot happier about this move when you see what my new boss is like compared with that idiot Brindle next door.
0: Oh, Oh my God.
1: In fact, I can't wait to see the look on Brindle's face when he hears I got a new job. (laughs) I hear you got a new job.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Get away from your ass.
1: Hi, Brandon. Little Harriet must have told you, huh? Gee, you look thrilled. Teddy. Teddy, Teddy, Teddy. I am deeply hurt. Get, How uh, could you do this to me after get,
3: all I've done for you at the office all Uncle these years? Oh, fuck yourself.
1: What have you ever done for me?
3: Yeah. You did shit. I never fired you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're Go away.
1: Oh, gee, you're all heart. And now you'll never get the chance to. <laughs> well, if that's your attitude. If you want to flush your career down the drain by going with some uh, fly-by-night little operation doesn't know a microchip from a potato chip. Brandon, <laughs> right, uh, I'm going to be working for Robodyne International. You know them. One of the biggies. Yeah. Oh? Well, I'm sure you're taking a demotion and a cut cutting page. No, 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 no. Money's fine. More than you're getting now? No. Good. More than you're getting now.
0: Yes!
1: <laughs> oh, come on, Brandon. I'm sure you'll find someone else to cover up for your foul-ups and let you take credit for their ideas and bail you out of one disaster after another. Oh,
3: Yeah. Oh, I hope so. (laughs) Go (laughs) away. So yeah, she was making what they're the Marchands. Is that how you I guess that's how you say their name? Uh little weenie delicacy things, a French delicacy apparently. (laughs) According to June uh Joan. Why did I call her June? Um, according to Joan, and knock, 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 it's Brandon Brinnell, who just found out from Harry that the Lawsons are going to be moving to Massachusetts. And then, Brand is like, how could you do this after everything I've done for you? Like, you haven't done shit for me, man. In fact, you can do me a big favor and get the hell out of my house, because I hate your ass. Um, I cannot stand that man. I hate him. With every fiber in my being. Uh, <laughs> and he's saying, like, oh Yeah. Um, I'm gonna be working for, a uh, international robotics firm, and, um, yeah, I'm not making the same as I made while I'm working at this firm, robotics place, but, uh, I'm making more than you, and I'm sure you'll find a lackey who will be able to, uh, take, you know, you can take credit from them for all their hard work, and basically they'll be able to cover up your, your fuck up mistakes at the company, and you can treat them like shit, like you've treated me like shit, and, um, yeah. So, good luck, Brandon. Get the hell out of my house. Goodbye! Okay, so now we're gonna see the Marchands. Oh my goodness. Joan, Joan, sweetie, sweetie, what are we wearing here? It's like a two shades of pink like, checkerboard, like, this dress looks flammable, it's, like, very poly, it's, it's, I don't know if I've seen, um, anything worse on her yet, I probably have, and can't remember, because it's been two years now since I've covered the show, and, uh, yeah, (laughs) it's not a flattering dress
1: how do i look is this all right
3: well you're wearing a vest did you never wear a vest
1: john the Marshans are very conservative i just want to fit in
2: oh, honey don't lose your own identity next thing you'll have jamie wearing a vest oh gosh Why <laughs> <Yeah. No. laughs> do i have to what wear
0: doing,
4: this vest
1: <laughs> yes you have to wear the vest
4: <gasps> but it's too tight I burp my eyes will pop out
1: there will be no burping in front of the Marchands. also no sniffling no ear pulling and no scratching anything but your head
4: oh this is
2: gonna be a fun evening they may be in the social register but after all the marshons are just people
1: Joan just people do not sponsor little league polo teams okay now our entire future is in their hands, okay. so let's be on our best behavior, okay?
3: Got okay? The job, Denny. Okay.
1: Okay. All right, so, that's them.
4: This is gonna suck. Okay, where's Vicky? Oh, I put her in her cabinet.
1: Good. Good thinking. Okay, best behavior. Let's show them we're one of them.
3: All right,
1: let's see how this goes. Mr. Lawson. Yes. We're the Marshals, oh, the like Asshole. <clears throat> Please come in. Welcome to our home. Allow me to introduce my lovely wife, Joan. And my uh, exemplary son, Jamie.
2: <laughs> Hello. Hello.
1: Good evening.
2: <laughs> what a fine-looking young man. That's a handsome suit you're wearing, Jamie. I like that
4: vest. <laughs> I wouldn't be caught dead without a vest.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes he sleeps in it.
5: <laughs> He'll look even more dashing in his uniform, won't he, Lucille? Oh,
2: Wait, I should say. Excuse what me? uniform?
5: When you send him to military school.
2: What? Military school? What Children about? of all the best families in our community go to military school. Ew.
5: Nothing whips a boy into shape like four years of spit and polish. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk
1: about it later.
4: May I be excused, please? If I don't do my homework, my dad will spit and polish my behind.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He's a great kidder, isn't he? You can go, Jeannie. Please, uh, won't you sit down? Thank you.
3: Okay, these people look like pricks. As soon as they walked in the door, Miss Flancy Fancy and the man, they look like they came from the Oscars or the Emmys or whatever, uh, Academy Awards show. I don't know. But, I mean, as soon as they start talking about Jamie, like, oh, he'll look good in a suit as far as... Yeah, they're talking about when you enroll him in military school, you know, all the fine families of our com- community, so they live in a cult. I don't know. But the fact that I would have drawn the line. like, excuse me, wait a minute, where our son goes to school and the new state we'll be living in is uh, uh, our responsibility and of our choosing. I mean, if that's what it takes, like, you're, just because you're starting a new job doesn't mean that your boss is going to dictate where your kid goes to school. But they're like, all the finest families send their boys to military school. Four years of learning how to spit and polish and Jamie's like, excuse me, I'm going to do my homework otherwise my father will spit and polish my ass or something. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, no, just... Sure, Jamie. So it's like, I would have said, you know what, this job does not... I mean, think about it, what you'd be sacrificing. I mean... Well, he said something about them being conservative, which I don't know really what that entails, but... Uh... is I mean, honestly, I would have said, you know what, this isn't going to work out. And oh, that would suck, because he would have to... um. Brandon is still his boss of that robotics company, and I, I can't stand that I feel so bad for Ted, but, and of course you know this lady's gonna, this fancy pants lady here with her damn dress, you can imagine that Jones gotta feel like, really, like, oh, yeah, they're gonna be talking about Joan's dress on the drive home, I can guarantee that, but, but you know that lady's gonna say, like, hey, or, you know, after they offered, like, hors d'oeuvres, she's kind of like, what are these? Little sausages? No, we only eat shrimp and caviar. Or something to that effect. Ugh, these people sound... And the thing is, I thought they already gave him the job. So, now can it easily be taken away by these fancy pants president of the robotics company in Massachusetts? Ugh. Roger. Thank you.
5: I'll uh, pass, too. We would have been here sooner, but our driver took us to the wrong address. Mm -hmm.
1: All these little tract houses look alike.
2: Ouch. Well, this isn't a tract house. We designed it ourselves.
1: Yes, well, we, we, yeah, that's right. We designed it to look like a tract house. (laughs) It's our first home, you know.
2: (laughs) Oh, well, a first home can have sentimental value. (laughs) If
0: little
5: else. What? Oh. Well, you look like our kind of people, Mr. Lawson.
1: Well, thank you. And please, Ted and Joan. <laughs>
5: of course, and we're Mr. and Mrs. Marshaw. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Funny.
3: Like the part, right? So they're going to have their noses turned up at the weenies like oh we'll have to yeah and then they start saying shit about their house like oh my gosh our driver got lost for a second because all these something about like low trapped houses or whatever the hell they are like we got lost all these low tract houses and joan is like excuse me you talking about my house this way Get, duh. so and she's even looking at Ted like well Because, I mean, when she was making the hors d'oeuvres in the kitchen, it's like, really, honey, weenies, are you sure you want to go with that? And now, when they are turning their noses up, Ted's giving Joan a hard look like, really, you could have had anything else. Caviar, pate, whatever, those people still. And they're just saying shit about their house. And Joan keeps looking at Ted like, really? These are the people you want to work for? Like, I'm not gonna um, play nice with these people. Our assholes are putting down their house. And even Joan is like, well, we designed this house. Like, how dare you say anything against our house? Our house is beautiful. Yeah, and the lady's like, well, for sentimental value, of course, and little else, like, Get your fancy pants asses off my couch and out of my house before I shove you out the door. Here comes Vicky with me. (laughs) The vacuum. Like, hey, it's like 8 o'clock at night. Time for me to vacuum the living room. Wait, I thought she was in her room. Where is Jamie? Why didn't he keep her from getting out? And they're probably like, who is this little girl? I thought you just had a son. What is that child doing? Vacuuming? Uh, Vicky is always trying to be so helpful.
1: Yeah, yes, uh, she is. Uh, that's all right, Vicky. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, you can go to your room now.
2: No,
4: I'm on my own today. Well, I'm shocked. That is the consummate rudeness. Consummate? That's something they do in Texas? <laughs> <laughs> Come
1: on, Vicky. Excuse me, just a minute. <laughs>
5: I like the way he handles children. Uh, Who was that little girl?
1: Well, our daughter.
5: I thought you
3: only had one child.
2: Well, only one of our own. Uh, Vicky's adopted.
3: Yeah, so, of course, she's like, what is that child doing? vacuuming?" And Ted's like, oh, well, I got it. Vicky, go to your room. And Vicky's like, no, I'm on my own. So he grabs Vicky and just hauls her into the kitchen. And, of course, the husband, the... Martine or whatever the hell his name is like well i like how he handed that child just like taking her under his arm and just dragging her out of there and like well wait a minute we thought you only had one child and jones says well we do one of our own that my husband and i created yeah and he's even saying something about consummate oh that's something they do in texas because the lady's like oh she's a very rude child I see the fake fur that that bitch has got. I'm sure it's real. Um, fur is murder. Um, (laughs) yeah. And even the lady, yeah, because uh, Joan says that Vicky's adopted. And then they say, you adopted someone else's child? You didn't even know where they're from. I'm surprised that Joan doesn't let this bitch and this guy have it. Because I like how he handled that child, like, you would you and your military ass
5: that little girl
3: well our
2: daughter
5: i thought you only had one child
2: well only one of our own Uh, vicky's adopted you adopted a total stranger's child how do you know where she's been what excuse me i think i smell someone burning
3: (laughs) something fire
2: I can't stand those people. I want to kill them. I know, honey,
1: but remember it's for our future. No.
2: Some terrific future. They're arrogant, pompous fools. Joni,
1: shh, shh, sh- shh, shh, shh. Should take it easy, Joan. Now, I'm sure once you get to know them, you'll find they're only uh semi-pompous. They're <laughs> well, you know what I mean. Ow! Oh, Oh, no, no. Uh, give them a chance for me, okay? And you. Any more out of you, I turn you into a blender.
0: That's
3: some terrific future. <laughs> Oh my gosh. She comes in there and she actually bites Ted because she's like, those people are pompous, arrogant assholes. I'm not going to pretend to play nice anymore. He's like, please, honey, do it for me, okay? Look, I'm sure these people aren't as rotten as they they seem, okay? I'm sure once we get to know them, they're not going to be mad. He even tries to put his hand over her mouth to shut her up. And Joan, like, bites his finger, which well deserved. She's like... Yeah, he's like, look, this is for the future, okay? Don't worry about it. She's like, yeah, some future. And then Ted's like, honey, let's just go out there, play nice. Okay, it'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Don't insult these people. I need this job. I want this job. Just play nice and shut up. So, and he tells Vicky if she doesn't stay in the kitchen, he's going to turn her into a blunder. And then she throws her arms up and does what Joan does and just, some future. So, of course, the doorbell rings like ugh, i swear if that is brandon i'm gonna beat his ass within, from within an inch of his own life ugh, or harriet i honestly i'd rather see harriet than i cannot stand brandon i just can't do it so let's see how this goes
1: hi there we're back <laughs> excuse me it's <clears throat> the door <laughs> Hi. Get the hell Hi, out! Brandon. I uh, saw your guests come in, Ted. <coughs> Aren't you going to introduce me? No. No.
0: Get out! <laughs> Hi there,
1: I'm Brandon Brindle. You must be his new boss. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't get the name.
5: Uh, Marshon, uh, Mr. Marshon. Oh, he's quick. Ask him, Miss
1: he comes right up with it, huh?
0: <laughs> okay, this must be the little lady. How are you? Oh. Glad
1: to meet you, honey. Oh, old oh, oh, girl's got quite a grip on her. <laughs> oh,
0: this, is, this is
1: my neighbor. Um... Uh, listen, old buddy, let me get right to the point. Now it seems to me that a first-class A number one firm like yours must have job opportunities popping up all the time,
5: huh?
3: Because not even yeah, not for
1: an
5: idiot.
3: Yeah,
0: an Idiot.
1: Sure, I have references.
4: We have the guest. Hi. <laughs> I just came by to see Jamie. Sorry, I didn't know you had company. This is Mr. and Mrs. Marchand. They're arrogant, pompous fools. Yes, they
0: are.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Reg, Jamie's in his room, and would you take Vicky with you, please?
3: So, of course, it's Brandon. He's wearing a tux, and he... Just walks right in. They're like, aren't you going to introduce me? I saw your guests coming through the door. And Ted's like, no. And slams the door on... Brandon, but he's got his foot out to keep the door from completely closing, and he goes and starts shaking hands with Mister Martin, Mrs. Marshawn, and just like, oh, you know, with you being a big company, I think you have like job opportunities out the wazoo as far as like openings and whatnot. So he basically wants to schmooze and get a job, and the guy's like, yeah, I don't hire dumbasses, idiots like yourself. So this guy doesn't mince words, like get the hell away, because he's like, Brandon's like. Sh- Slipping into the onto the edge of the couch, like right in there next to the guy, and I'm just like, Ugh. and then of course here comes Vicky with Reggie. Reggie is so polite, and Vicky says, "Yeah, here are the ignorant, pompous, garbage human, hot mess people. No, they're just they're garbage individuals, A little pompous and arrogant, prick nuts." And Ted's like, "Vicky, can you take?" Reggie to Jamie's room. R- Reggie, I mean, can you take Vicky to Jamie's room? Goodbye. And of course, this lady, says, I can't believe what I just heard. Like, you heard it, bitch, because it's true. And I'm sorry for all the I. I mean, wow. How I hope that Joan. I would love to see her slap this woman across the face. Because I wanted to get. So he did. I so, like, throw those people out. And Ted is just, like, throwing himself at the mercy of these people. Like, honey, it's going to be great once we get to Massachusetts. Don't worry about it. It's going to be, like, like, yeah, it's like, she's, he's, she's having to sacrifice her own dignity and self-worth because her husband wants this job that bad. Ugh
2: i do not believe what i just heard you know bitch I can't imagine where she picked up such language
3: yeah
5: i think it's obvious where she learned it considering with whom she just left the room
3: excuse me i
5: don't quite follow you mr You
3: racist asshole that
5: boy isn't a friend of your son they're yes, racist he is. Oh, well,
3: not a
2: good friend i hope
5: <coughs> at any rate you won't have to worry about that uh Shall we say element in our little community if you know what I mean?
2: I think I know exactly. Yeah, you're racist
5: and
1: that goes for this stupid buffoon, too (laughs) Stupid? (laughs) Mr. Marchant You were right when you said that Reggie is not a friend of Jamie's He happens to be his best friend. Yes, and Brandon here is my friend, too Even if he is a stupid buffoon (laughs) But he's not an insufferable, bigoted snob like you two. Yes! And as for your job, I wouldn't work for you for all the money in the world. Oh,
2: that's telling him, Ted! Yes! Never! Never! Never. Never. Never.
0: Never. Russell, get me out of here!
5: Gladly, my dear.
3: I'll kick you both in the ass.
5: I have nothing more to say but... I do.
1: Goodbye.
3: <laughs> you racist prick. <laughs> <laughs> yes!
2: Oh, honey. Me too. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and to think how close I almost came to selling out.
2: Being something that we're
1: not. T- listen, Teddy, did you really mean all those nice things you said about me? Mm, of course not, but I was on a roll. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks anyway. Someday I'll repay the favor. <laughs> not out right, now. right now. <laughs> Yeho! Oh, Marshawn! Now you got a job opening. Can we talk? <laughs>
2: I can't
4: believe
1: you. Vicky, what are you doing?
4: I'm on my own. I'm going to play some football. Football. can not you do something?
1: Well, not until her 24 hours are up.
4: Put, put, put.
0: Break the window.
3: (laughs) Oh my gosh! I cannot believe the show went there, and it. Ted was gonna basically sell his soul to this company basically as he even referred to himself as a sellout like I can't believe that when they that guy sees Reggie and he's like that's not your son's friend is it yeah oh I can see where she probably picks up language from that kid and Ted and Joan are like excuse me yeah the guy is a racist. He and his wife both. And they're saying, well, in our community, we don't have that problem. I'm like, you can take your job and shove it so far up your ass. I would have booted them both. Like, you both get out of my house right now. He, Ted even says, you're a bigot, and I want you. You're a piece of garbage. Get out of my house. And he even says, like, yeah, he's not – well – Ted says, well, he's not my son's friend. And Joe looks at him almost like, how could you? But Ted clarifies, he's my son's best friend. And this buffoon here is also my friend. You can find your way out the door. Oh, I would have kicked them both in the air. Especially that guy. I was like, I get it, it's 1987. But, oh my gosh. That is just horrid. Oh my, I swear, part of me hopes those, but I I don't want to wish violence on anyone, but uh, I hope those people, uh, they get harmed by somebody or something, something. I'm just, I'm so angry. And of course, when they leave, uh, Brandon's like, oh, you mean all those nice things you said? Even Joan's like, way to go, Ted, way to go, honey. I am so having sex with you tonight. Um, and, yeah, of course, Ted's like, no, Brandon, I didn't mean anything I said about you to those people, and I was just on a roll, so, yeah, and, of course, Brandon's a cell out. he's like, hey, huh, I see you have an opening with your Christmas, like, they're not hiring you, you dumb dumb. so, yeah, and, of course, here comes Vicky after they all leave, and it's like, oh, I'm gonna play football, and... Joan's like, Ted, can't you do something? And he's like, Well, I can't until their 24 hours are up. And she (laughs) throws a football through that window pane pane in the living room. Not the one in the back, but the one by the door. I'm like, Well, that's something that needs to be fixed. I'm just like, The fact that they even had to go down that racist road about Reggie, just these people are already hot garbage pieces of crap. I mean, they're not yuppies. They're racist human crap holes of people. Excuses for a, wa- a waste of skin in my mind. I'm speaking Gia from Full House. Waste of skin. Both of them. Ugh. I don't... Okay. That's the episode, honestly. <laughs> Oh my gosh, those people. Okay, I want to look up on um, YouTube, you know, pretty much most of the episodes are on YouTube of Small Wonder. I want to see what people are saying about this episode. So, one of the comments, I don't like that rich snob couple in this episode. They're obviously snobby and racist when it comes to who Jamie is friends with. And the fact that they're saying, oh, he should be, like, in military school. Or the fact that they're making decisions for a guy that hasn't even taken the job well it's basically they were the last deciding factor whether he would get the job it's like basically you have to submit to all of these people's demands including who your kids hang out with where they go to school all of that stuff and like you know putting down their home I, I mean I would have said you know there's a door don't let it hit your ass on the way out goodbye I don't want your job and I'm not gonna lower myself or my standards to that either (laughs) just to no 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 okay so for the month of march i will be covering season 2 episode 15 ted tells a lie so that jamie will be proud of him this actually has an 8.2 out of 10 so this is like one point higher than the last one so and the episode is called top secret which aired january 17th 1987 What exactly, when I think top secret, it honestly sounds like, oh, like, it's top secret, Jamie, and I'm doing a special project for the government, or whatever. Something that, why is, so, is this, like, one of those career days where you bring your kid in? Well, but if that's the case, but he's just telling Jamie this lie, he's not telling a class, I don't know, let's see, who's, uh there's someone named Norman There's some, Brian Austin Green is in the next episode Is Get okay and Reggie so this clearly sounds like this could easily be a career day episode like hey bring your parent in they can tell the class what they do for a living and maybe he tells a lie like that <laughs> would be my guess the guy who plays uh, Mr. whatever the hell his name is um, let me see moving up Oh, speaking of Dallas, the guy who plays Mr. whatever his name is, Brian Moore, RIP, passed away in 92, he was Mr. Edwards, not in Little Austin the Prairie, but in Dallas from 1981 to 89. Or is it just for an episode? I can't tell. Um, I'm just signing to see if this guy's been in- he hasn't. How about that lady? What has she been in? She's- just, looks like someone maybe- I went to oh, she passed away in 2014. She was 80. Um, let's see, Dangerous Mind, she plays librarian number two, she was in Cheers, um, let's see, anything else, The Jeffersons, Three's Company, Madame Clara, um, she, my gosh, her resume is huge and long. Exactly. So, yeah, okay. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I liked it. I, I thought it was good. I liked that Joan, uh, she literally looked like she wanted to slap that woman. It's just the way she was. They were straight up insulting where they lived, how they lived, how they raised their kids. And I could see that Joan was like, honey, I'm not going to submit to you like this. I'm not going to play nice. This is, it's not worth it. I'm surprised she's like, this isn't worth it. This isn't you. And you bending over backwards for this job and these people is not worth it. I was like, fine, you want to go to Massachusetts, you get this job, great. But I'm staying here and so is Jamie. I'm not subjecting him to that kind of life. That's, no. So, and it took, honestly, what's sad about it is the fact that if they hadn't mentioned anything about Reggie and and them being racist, he still would have bent over backwards and just took everything, they were negative insult that they were throwing at him as, it's fine, don't worry about it, honey, it'll be fine. I'm sure they're not, once we get to really know them, once we move to Massachusetts, it'll be fine. But the, the fact that the, the Marchands are talking about the community that they live in, and I'm just like. Ugh. But and I just. I thought it was a good episode. I really, really did. And uh, yeah, the next episode. I think it'll be good. We don't have to see Bonnie, so that's a play. I know that she's going to be coming up in another episode of season two soon with the it's like some beauty pageant type mall pageant where you know Bonnie's gonna enter Harriet and Joan's gonna enter Vicky even though Ted is like no honey don't do that so yeah so I'll I'll see you back in March with season 2 episode 15 (laughs) top secret The episode, not the movie. I'm sure there's a movie out there called Top Secret. There probably is even a song called Top Secret. I wouldn't be surprised. So, alright everyone. Have a great February. Bye bye.